from what's on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to Newcastle in the Morning. It is time for our regular Friday section, which is Friday Live. And joining me in the studio today is uh, is the wonderful uh, Tim Harding. Good morning, Tim. Thank you so much for coming in. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, obviously, um, to a lot of people... Um, you know, from from 1998, you were kind of known as uh, as one of the uh, the five high fivers. Do you still get that all these years on? Oh yeah, no, we I definitely uh, still get that everywhere I go. But uh, look, I think it's you know for me it's nice. Uh, mm. It sort of brings back memories, but it's also you know great just to see the impact that that the show had on so many people. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, it gives me a good feeling. It's not something that bothers me. Yeah. It, it's a it's a nice feeling to know that. How know. did you end up as part of the? Uh, you know, you are an you are an OG of High Five. How yeah. did you end up in there? Yeah, I mean, I auditioned. Uh, we all auditioned. Um, I think they started out with um, I don't know. There was a few hundred um, sort of you know hopefuls and uh, whittled it down. And I think the the second audition I got put together with the the other guys for the first time. And um, I felt like a total goofball. Like, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, I felt like all these guys were just way more talented and everything than me. But, yeah, I, I managed to sort of squeak in there and uh, it kind of rode on their coattails for, for oh, you know, nine years. That's, that's a bit tough. Come on. I think they rode on yours. Now, obviously, it was an incredible time. I mean, you know, you ended up with uh, with five Arias. You ended up with some Logies. You ended yeah. up with, you know, a Helpman Award. It really was an incredible time, wasn't it, for live music? In, in Australia and, uh, you know, the, the way that you exposed young children to, to live entertainment and to singing and to dancing, it really was something special at the time, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the entertainment industry was very different then. You know, uh, we were selling CDs, you know, people, people what bought is that? CDs. Yes. You know? And uh, DVDs and people, you know, uh, would regularly take their, their kids out to um, concerts and stuff like this. And there was no YouTube and there was no, you know, any of that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was a very, very different world um, that was kind of, you know, I guess run in a different way. And so I, I sort of feel lucky to have been a part of, you know, the, the sort of TV and music industry at that time and and, and very privileged, you know, to, to have been able to get those awards. Um, that was a, yeah, that was a big highlight, I think, of our time. So here's the question. Do Ariel and Bellatrix, your two daughters, do they, uh, do Beatrix, do they actually know what, uh, what dad used to do and do they oh, know that yeah, dad was a yeah. megastar? Oh yeah, they're they're playing that card all the time. You know. they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll meet new people and drop. Them. Oh yeah, high five. No, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, so no embarrassment. It's like no, yeah, not go at dad. All. Give them a few years though. Yes, I'm sure. You know. Yeah. How old are they now? Uh, Ten and five. Oh yes, you've got a little while. Yeah, yeah. 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 Little About twelve, thirteen, they start getting embarrassed that's by right. their parents. Yep. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, you know, you, your exit from, from High Five uh, after, uh, as we say, you know, after nine years, you had a really a major motorcycle accident. Um, tell me what happened. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, um, I, had, some, I had some dangerous hobbies, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, and I, I used to very regularly go out to the racetrack and, and uh, tear around there on my motorcycle. And um, yeah, one day I just it kind of caught up with me. It was end of the day. I was a bit tired. The track was a bit cold, and you know it had just it all just kind of combined. And I had a, a humongous uh, high side, which sort of you know threw me into the air at you know 150 odd k's wow. an hour. And so I, I ended up breaking uh, both of my feet and fracturing my my lower back. And and I was in a wheelchair for sort of six weeks while I was 
recovering from that. But yeah, so it was sort of a long time. My feet still aren't, you know, 100%. I can still mm. do everything now. Yeah. Um, which is good. I can still surf, which I'm happy about. That's the most important thing. <laughs> but obviously, I mean that that put a uh, put a dent in in high five because yeah. it is so action packed, isn't it? It's dancing, oh, it's singing, it's a whole lot. Yeah, it would have been very difficult to come back. I mean, I probably could have, but I wouldn't have had much longer in me, mm. um, if, even if I'd wanted to. So I, I think the um, yeah, it, it just sort of meant that. Um, I couldn't really carry on with the group. Mm. But fortunately for us, Stevie had literally just walked into the job as an understudy and um, and was ready to just kind of pick up the reins and, and off he went. So it was it was amazing timing from that perspective. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and he was with the group for ages, so it was great. Now, after that, obviously, you went, uh, you went to the UK. Tell me what happened over in the UK. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, my wife's from the UK, so, so we moved over to her hometown. Uh, of Blackpool, and I met a bunch of guys over there who were uh, from Wigan um, that that had this rock band, and um, and uh, one of the things when I was moving over that I really had on my kind of bucket list that I wanted to do was to to you know rock out and be part of a rock band. After obviously having been part of a kids' group for so long, <laughs> and so um, yeah, we I, I met these guys, and uh, and they needed a singer. And I was able to sort of step into that role, and um, it was great. We recorded an album, and um, we had a huge amount of fun. Yeah, gigging, you know, just as part of that sort of Manchester music scene, mm. uh, which is kind of pretty famous. So, um, yeah, just a little bit. Fun. Yeah, I think there's only the Liverpool music scene that, that is uh, more famous than the Manchester yeah. scene. Obviously, um, you, you know, it, it was great to be over there, and you, you, um, you know, you, you had an album, you did all sorts yeah. of things over there. What made you come home? You came home in 2013. What made you want to come home? Yeah, look, it was a combination of things. Um, probably the idea of, of four winters in the UK, um, not least. But um, I think uh, you know we'd had Ariel by that stage, and I think there was a sense in which. Um, we wanted to, I don't know, we, we just thought that the lifestyle over here might be a bit better for, you know, a young a young kid mm. being able to grow up. You know, Ariel had all this sort of vibrant energy and everything, and we thought, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, she'd be outside and, you know, playing and all that. So not that kids mm. don't play outside in the UK, they do, but obviously the winters are long mm. and dark. And um, and so, yeah, we, we, we sort of made that move and... Um, yeah, it it uh, it was it was wonderful, and obviously we had tricks uh, later on, um, and uh, yeah, we've we've we moved to tricks was actually born in Newcastle, so we moved to Newey in twenty sixteen, and um, other than a little short jaunt in in Tassie for ten months, we we've uh, lived here since then. So yeah, so what brought you to Newcastle? We uh, in twenty fifteen we sort of took a year out and did some travelling just, you know, around New South Wales. We we sort of did some house sits for people and stayed on farms and, you know, we had a great time. And one of the places that we ended up stopping was Adamstown. And we weren't really, yeah, we weren't. (laughs) That was just kind of like, yeah, we thought that was just going to be like a little four-week sort of pause, you know, in our our trip. And, um, but we ended up having such a blast, um, in Newey. And like, and I'd been to Newey loads because we, you know, high five had two Oh, you were always here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for some reason, I, you still, um, if you're not from Newey, you still have that kind of um, vibe of, you know, the whole, the coal thing, the industry and all that sort of stuff. And it, it sort of feels like that sort of more industrial town. So you, you don't really think that actually that's been changing for decades. Mm. 
and that that actually in terms of lifestyle this is you know i mean to be frank it's the best place i've ever lived i absolutely love it you know and so uh you know when we stayed here we we're like man this place is great it's got everything from adamstown yeah <laughs> from adamstown <laughs> and so um yeah like we we ended up uh moving to charlestown living there you know for um a couple of years and then like i said we had uh like 10 months down in Tassie and then we moved back to uh, Merriweather and so we've just been absolutely loving it ever since it's been wonderful well it's lovely to have you here now what have you been doing uh, obviously you're you're a solo artist these days yeah. uh, tell me what you've been up to oh look um, I sort of play on a fairly regular basis do do um, weddings and functions and all that sort of stuff if you're planning anything just uh, you know let the guys at EAO know yeah absolutely um, but uh, no I, I I really enjoy actually um, just from week to week playing in pubs and clubs and you know just meeting uh, the punters there and and giving everyone a good time um, I really enjoy uh, being able to um, get people up and dancing and mm. you know enjoying their weekend it's it's lots of fun it sounds so. wonderful did COVID affect you much oh huge yeah I mean I think obviously it affected everybody um, but uh, you know everything just sort of went off the boil um, and uh, it was like you know I mean I think there were people calling it the the great pause and um, and that's kind of what it felt like, um, you know. I think everybody was kind of found themselves sort of sitting there one day, twiddling their thumbs, going, "What am I doing with my life?" Yes, exactly. Um, Looking at our yeah, navel and navel right. gazing. Yes, that's right. Because uh, yeah, there was just literally everything was closed, and there was nothing to do and nowhere to go. So um, yeah, amazing time. Mm. Um, and uh, but you know, obviously, being a soloist, I think I was lucky in the sense that. Um, we were kind of the first to, to get back into actually playing live gigs. I'm just glad that venues wanted to put music on when they mm. reopened, you know. I mean, that because that very easily could have gone the other way. And, um, and so I think, you know, as a musician, um, it was wonderful to see venues so keen to get the live music scene back happening again yeah. and sort of, you know, breathe life back into that. And, you know, thank you obviously to everybody else for, for going out. <laughs> no. Oh, I just think we were we were craving it, weren't we? We yeah. just so desperately wanted live entertainment back, and whether it was one person or two people or a full band, you know, mm. I think we just jumped at the chance of being yeah. able to go out, be together, and hear live music. That's right, you know, to be entertained in that mm. way instead of just sort of sitting there looking at a screen. For oh man, I don't know about you, but I was over, I was over Zoom yeah. concerts, way over Zoom concerts. Well, listen, you have some fantastic um, concerts happening this uh, this weekend, Friday, which is today. Um, Tim's at the Argentan Hotel from six o'clock and then at the Gunya out at Belmont on uh, on Saturday from eight o'clock. Tim, thank you so much for coming in and uh, just telling me a little bit about your uh, your story and your background. And I'm very pleased that you can still talk high five. Oh, not a problem. Because there's so many people that, oh my God, please don't mention, don't mention the youth stuff. Don't mention that. <laughs> so it's very nice to talk to you. We will just take a very quick break while uh, we get set up for uh, for Tim to uh, to play us a uh, an incredible Noiseworks track. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Newcastle Live Radio. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Please join me in welcoming... It is Take Me Back by Noiseworks. Please welcome Tim Harding. Take it away, my friend. You never expected to be in your wildest dreams. So 
We'll take a step backwards for a little while Find it there It's something that I can't explain So I remain trapped inside Still holding strong, holding on to So why Noiseworks? Oh, well, you know, they're back together and touring and doing albums and stuff. So it, uh, it seemed good. I know you guys like doing Australian music. So, um, you know, I, I love that track. That was off one of the first albums I can remember getting other than maybe uh, Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. Uh, that came off a, an album that I had was um, 
Uh, Smash Hits 87, I think it was. And, Man uh, After My Own Heart. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that track. Had it on cassette. I'm really showing my age now, aren't I? Probably should have kept to. that in the back. No, no, no. Oh. You're allowed to. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm older than you, so we're all good. <laughs> Listen, if you want to catch up with Tim, he is playing at the Argentine Hotel tonight from 6 o'clock and then tomorrow at the Gunya Hotel Belmont from 8 o'clock. Tim, thank you so much for coming in. It was a pleasure to meet you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Yo, Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live.